Welcome back to Insurance Happy Hour. This is Luke. And I'm Becky. How are you doing, Becky? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm actually quite excited. About? I got, I got, a, I got a new toy. Oh, no. Yeah. I, uh, I decided that it was uh, time that I upgrade my vehicle. Oh, that toy. Yeah. yeah. I saw. I noticed it in the parking lot. Yeah. I, uh, um, you know, I've, I've had my truck for 10 years. And I decided to finally trade it in, and I just got the same model just ten years later. Just, just a newer one. You you upgraded to a younger, yeah, better looking model. Yeah, a redhead at that too. <laughs> you do like redheads. So, yeah, it was. Uh, it, it's it's cool, and you know the reason why I bring it up is not to to brag about my brand new cool truck, but more about I was at the dealership. And the first thing that they did was they said, you have to when install. When you walked in? Or no, no, after once, you, once you I signed purchased the, it. Once purchased. The, okay. they, they go, do you have a smartphone? And you look at them like, no. <laughs> there are some of those out there still. And I said, yeah, I got a smartphone. It uh, it, it runs a Nokia operating system. <laughs> he goes, he looked at me weird. I'm like, never mind. You, you, you have to be older to get that joke. Yeah. Um, I can still play Snake, though. And so they said, all right, well, download the Ford app because it's a Ford truck. And uh, first of all, it took forever to download. They had the worst Wi-Fi there ever, Mm. and I had no cell signal in there, but whatever. And I was installing it, and they came back two or three times. Is it installed yet? Is it installed yet? It was like, no. And once it got installed, they're like, okay, you have to sign up an account. So I'm just, you know, signing up the account. I, I do this all the time. And I, you know, I, I, you know, log into my account. I take a picture of the VIN just on the, the sticker. Uh-huh. And boop, oh, we found your, your, your truck and all that. And, you know, just agree here and, you know, click. Boop, boop, boop. And okay, but look at this. You can now lock your car remotely from anywhere in the world and you can unlock it. You can start it. You can see the fuel level, the, the miles remaining. You can see the tire pressure change, all this stuff. You can see where it is on a map. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's really cool. I've, I've, I've got that on my other vehicles. I understand how that works. And then they're like, okay, well, I need to take a picture of your screen and show it to my manager. Why? Uh, I'm getting there. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'm like, okay. And then it dawned on me. Remember I skipped over one little step where I agree to something? Uh, What did you agree to? Uh, I I do believe that they – you know, they own the vehicle. They they own everything I do in my life. I, I think, you know, firstborn children are now bequeathed to them. Um, you know, I read the entire privacy policy and you know what it did? Allowed me to share my location and vehicle stats. Mm. So I'm like, okay. And I read, read, read. And if you don't do that, then you don't have access to their services. So that's the in-trade is that you cannot – um, do that. Yeah. And so now I cannot remotely start my vehicle. Now I cannot lock it or <laughs> <laughs> and I can't tell the gas or the, or the tire pressures or anything like that. Not on your phone anyway. No, not on my phone. I could just get in the car. Get in the car and see it for <laughs> just your own turn it on. Soul. I'm like, wow, this is neat. Yeah. And then whenever I did that, I started to get a nag screen in the truck. 
Oh, no. Yes. Of like, connect to the Ford Pass. And I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. Oh. So. It's like the pop-ups that never end. I I figured an end around. (laughs) (laughs) Is God bless the California Privacy Protection Act. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I don't want my under the California. And then I get to the very end. And it was like, are you a California resident? And I'm like, I, I want to say yes. <laughs> and I put no. And it accepted it. And I'm like, okay. Good. So I don't know if uh, actually they are they are tracking it. But it was really. If it starts popping up again, you'll know. <laughs> yeah. But it's really proof positive of what is really important to these um to these manufacturers and it's the same thing that we've talked about before about tvs mm. you know these vizios and tcls and all these cheap ones that you see you get like a 55 60 70 inch tv for 300 bucks and you're like how can they afford that because they're selling your data they are they're selling your watch data they're how long you're watching shows what shows what you're streaming i mean this is this is insight into your streaming as well because it can track you know what app you're in yeah and i'm like son of a gun I, I was like, they got me, and and I am I, but it was all under the allure of oh, the service to be able to do the th- cool things. Correct, your car from your like, phone. oh, look at all this neat stuff and everything, and, mm-hmm. and yeah, and one one cool thing is that it the location of your vehicle is not actually tracked from your vehicle; it's tracked from your phone. Phone, yeah, yeah. Well, what's what's interesting you you talk about that is I was reading uh, yesterday. Um, uh, an opinion thing on LinkedIn from Mark Bredding. Uh You you know Mark Bredding? I do not. Uh, he's a partner at Strategy Meets Action. They, they oh write, yes 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 yeah. yes. I, I've heard him speak. Yes. So he went to CES and he he published this thing about um, how the new DWI is driving while interacting, <laughs> right? Because we're putting all of these things, all this computer functionality mm-hmm. connectedness into our cars and some of the things he talked about um you know location-based services for one obviously but being able to make payments from your like not from your phone in your car but from your car mm-hmm. having options to monitor the vital signs of the passengers in every seat at what point do we go this is too much I don't need to know what the temperature is of the person in the back seat. Oh, but that's to keep uh, kids from, you know, I mean, from I get leaving kids. Fe- I, I mean, I get fever alert in the baby seat, that, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. But how long are you, how much time do you spend in the car that you need to know minute to minute what the temperature is of your kids in the back seat? Yeah. Right? Uh, it, exactly. Like, I, I think we're getting to a point where it's like, I don't need that. Mm-hmm. I don't want that. Yeah. I, I I bought uh, tiles for keys and stuff like that, and just it was just more of a, a novelty of seeing how it works and all that. Yeah, yeah. I lose the remote every once in a while, all, all that jazz, right? And the but then I started looking at all the things that it tracked and everything. It just yeah, it's now knows where my keys and my remote are. It, and I'm like, in my house, it's like right there. Yes, it's right there. <laughs> like, <laughs> it knows. It, it yeah. knows. And I, I agree. We're starting, to tr- we're starting to track a little too much. That, mm-hmm. there's, that there's a point where it's just information overload. Um, and, and, you know, I, I blew up my Facebook page. I saw that. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Why? Just got done with it. Yeah. It, it, 
Um, you, you know, like I've said in the past, Twitter, I like Twitter because I can throw it out there and it's not a popularity contest. It's not people commenting on it. Honestly, I see, you know, maybe one or two out of 10, my tweets get any interaction mm -hmm. and I'm perfectly happy with that. Yeah. It, it's, it's more for my edification of just throwing it out in the atmosphere and, or the universe. And here, here you go. Here's, here's my thought for the moment, you know? Right. And, um, but you know, I was, I was on the, Really, the only reason I was on Facebook anymore was because of all the groups, is mm -hmm. I was a part of a couple groups. Your um, aviation group? I didn't bring it up because I don't want any more people <laughs> drinking than I. Um, you but, had enough. <laughs> <laughs> no more shots for you. Um, but also there was a New Mexico recipe group that I love being a part of. And, mm -hmm. you know, you get to see all the people that when the hatch chili season comes out, uh, it was a lot of fun to go to see that. So, yeah, I, um, it, uh, it definitely blew it up a little bit and, uh, I just, you know, pulled the ripcord and I'm done. Yeah. Do you yeah. miss it? Other than the groups. You know what? There is a little bit of a, there is a little bit of addiction is that I go on my phone where Facebook used to be. Because I would go click on, just go to the groups on, you know, in downtime, whatever uh -huh. downtime would be. Um, <laughs> when does that happen? <laughs> what is downtime? And um, I, I, I really just kind of go, oh yeah, it's gone. And then so I was, I was actually stalking <laughs> my sales manager from the Ford dealership. I, I really like this sales manager. I've dealt with him like on multiple vehicles, and I tracked him down to his new place because he left the place that um, I used to deal with. Mm -hmm. And I tracked him down to a new place. Well, the only way I could track him down was Facebook. And I'm like, well, you know, we were connected on Facebook, but I'm no longer on Facebook, but I know he's on Facebook and it probably tells him where, where he works. And I go to Facebook and no, no kidding. It goes, you need to log in. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. So then I had to bust open the computer and actually go on at the old fat, you know, go on at Facebook and, you know, I wasn't logged in yeah. and uh, it, it told me and I was able to call him up and I go, Hey buddy. He goes, how'd you know I was here? I stalked you on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. So yeah, it, it's, um, it's, it's been an interesting week for that regard. Yeah, is, is started off with a little bit of Facebook stalking. Uh, got to, got to a, um, got to our, uh, you know, buy a car, and uh, here we are chatting about it. Yeah, that's that's a fun filled week on what? How is your data being used today? <laughs> All right, what do you got? So, um. I have something that's not really from the industry, but I read it and I thought it there's applications for insurance okay. because you've talked, I've heard you talk multiple times about how insurance agents are not like travel agents. So this, this is actually a blog post from Seth Godin, mm -hmm. you know, Seth Godin, yes. really well-known speaker, thought leader in business marketing stuff like that. And he had this blog post from this, he published it in December is called the travel agents problem. Okay. And he talks about how, you know, prior to the internet, us as consumers didn't know what airlines were flying, where, when. So we would go to travel agents to book our flights because travel agents had that information. They had a little, they had a big ass book. Right. I remember the book. Right. But now 
we are in the information age. Mm-hmm. We have it at our fingertips to be able to know exactly what flights are available to the cities we want to go to at the date and times we want to go to. And we no longer need to go to travel agents to get that information, mm-hmm. which is why we've seen travel agencies as an industry go down significantly. Yeah. And one of the things that you brought up specifically is – as a as an av geek, I love reading the the old flight guides mm-hmm. that had where they were going at what time and what equipment. And so you could go plane spotting. You mm-hmm. could go see what what plane was going to be flying, what routes, and you could see that. Or you could pick. Hey, I've never flown on a seven forty seven. I'll take this flight and I'll fly on a seven forty seven. Right. But the problem with that is that the reason they they gave that that indication was that that was a little bit of like how full is the flight going to be. How many seats are available to sell? Mm-hmm. Because they couldn't just look that up. They had to call. So they wanted to have a good idea. Okay, well, this could get a group. If you had a group of 10, you could do that. Well, um, the one of the things that was out there, and deregulation changed this, but a lot of it was a lot of planes were flying very, very empty because people weren't able to do that. Yeah. And by the airlines opening that up and having that availability, it actually made them more efficient because people, they could charge less for the flights but get fuller planes and, and actually make off better mm-hmm. because while they're no longer charging $1,000 a ticket, they're now charging $500 a ticket, but they were able to fill the plane up and make a 30% better than if they just you know had half the plane at 1000 And so one of the things that the technology did, and I've thought about this at length, and it was, it was interesting that you mentioned that one specific item, is the reason that it really took off and killed insurance or uh, travel agents was because the benefit was more for the carrier. Mm-hmm. Okay. The, the airline carrier mm-hmm. is by them making the, the process more efficient. It made them more profitable. Now and, they can oversell planes and correct. Yeah. And so, you know, overselling was that is that they, they would book it and you know, Oh wait, wait a minute. We don't have enough seats. Oh, well oversold. And that, that's where it came, you know, they would oversell, you know, oversell by 10, 20, 30%. Now they oversell by a few seats based upon route through analytics and all that. But, you know, we need to, when we're having the conversation about insurance and how it's going the same way as a lot of people have said, you have to be mindful of, remember, it's not, it's the carriers that are, are, are benefiting. Yes. Yes. But what he says here at the end is, is. A good point that I wanted to talk some more about is – and he says, in fact, just about any job where you used to hoard information and charge a fee is now in danger. When your clients know more than you do, it's difficult to be an old-fashioned agent who is making money based on information scarcity. The alternative is to become a network hub who creates value through information abundance. Yeah. So – you know this this is what insurance agents are, right? Mm-hmm. They They have information, but it's – and you've talked about this before about how the information is more complicated than an airline mm-hmm. departure time. Yep. You mess it up. You mess up your flight. Oh well, I'll get another flight. Yes. Mess up your insurance. Oop. Uh, you're you're out a couple thousand, ten, hundred thousand dollars. Right. Yep. Right. So I read this and I was like, this this absolutely applies to the insurance agent to the insurance industry in general, insurance agents in specific, that they're not gonna go away. In totality, Mm -mm. because 
the information is still with them. Yep. They and, and they're the experts. And even even with all of the direct channels, all of the apps and websites where people can go and get quotes on their phone, wherever they are at any time of day, there's still questions. Yep. That they have about the policy that they are looking at buying. And who do they have to call to get those answered? Absolutely. It, 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 and, and that's where, you know, I, I think that there's a lot of trouble going on in the insurance industry because we've talked about this, about that a lot of agencies, well, I'm just going to focus on commercial lines or I'm just going to do this because personal lines is dead. And what that does is that takes one more weapon out of your arsenal. Yes. And then you are now going, well, I really don't do that. And that's the problem with that is that you're no longer that trusted individual that knows everything about insurance. Now, you know, you don't know everything about insurance. That's why there's products out there by like reference connect or broker briefcase or something like that. That's out there to provide information to you mm-hmm. to, to supplement areas that you don't understand. But if you're not, if you don't even say you move in like, well, I'm, I'm, I know, I know that business. I know auto insurance or personal lines or property. Those are all things that you learn becoming an agent and each of your respective lines. You can help people. And then what you can do is you can say, well, let me get you over to expert in our agency. Mm-hmm. Let me research that for you because you cannot know every single commercial type risk out there. It just right. doesn't happen. Well, there's, there's tremendous value in having a niche and going deep into that niche mm-hmm. so that you are the expert, not just in your agency, but in your town, in your county, in your state on whatever, yep. farm insurance, restaurant insurance, whatever that is, so that you have that ability to say, I know everything about this. But, not everything, yeah. but I, I know so much about this that I can help you. Oh, you have a question about this other type of insurance. I know a little bit. I can answer. I can help you a little bit, but I also know this person over here mm-hmm. in my agency or across the street who ha- who knows that. And being able to have that network and connect people is huge. Yes. And that's a problem that is, is out there right now. We don't offer that. Right. <laughs> I've heard that from an agent. We don't offer personal lines. We're a commercial only agency. And I'm like, well, what do you do? Well, we just tell them we don't offer it. Okay, do you refer it to a, a friendly agency down the street? Well, they offer both auto and commercial. They they offer everything. Mm-hmm. So we don't want to refer it there. So what they do is you you don't have a friendly agreement with someone else that you can refer out. And so the eight, the customer walks out, goes down the street to the one down the street. And now you've lost their commercial policy. And, and, now, and that person's well-rounded as it is. I, I, I agree. And, you know, you surprised me. When you booked a trip recently that you used a travel agent. I did. And but it I've was talked, more than just a flight. I, well, I've talked to – but that's what I've talked to is that travel agents have actually – you know, the one – these are the, the ones that are still around have become specialists. Mm-hmm. Is they set up here, you know, this is your flight. This is your transportation from the airport to the – to the hotel. Here's your hotel reservations. Here's your transportation to the first event that you're doing. And it's like they 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 set up the whole thing end to end. Um, I was talking to a friend who went over to Greece and Israel. And um, mm-hmm. while they were there, it was their family and everything. Family and another friendly family went with them as well. They had a chartered bus, van bus thing. 
that took them from event to event to event to event. And they were beat, but they had a hell of a time. And the agent who set them up was the one who actually did all this work and did it. And that's exactly what you're talking about, Becky, is that they are specialists in their niche. They're like, hey, if you want to go to Scotland and you want to do this, that, this, that, this is the person you should use because I know everything. You want to stay in a castle, stay in a castle, you know? Yeah. And Seth's absolutely right in that regard. Yeah. Um, And – you know, we're, we're, we're dancing around that this really comes down to insurance as well, but it, it really does. A lot of people like to equate the travel insurance industry to the insurance industry. And it's, it's a fair, fair assessment that they're, they're go, both going the same direction. However, it's not a regulated market. There's not, there's not financial risk to it. There's a lot of things that make it different. However, it's still spot on. Right. Well, but I think, I think those, those who are not looking to become a network hub, who are not looking to provide those connections and that information in abundance, not just here's your quote, but let me tell you everything, answer all of the questions freely on their website and videos on social, wherever. Mm-hmm. If they're not willing to do that, mm-hmm. the likelihood that they're going to be here in the next three, five years is very low. Yeah. Right, we're seeing the consolidation of the industry, and th- those are going to be the ones who don't survive that. Correct. It, I I am absolutely amazed of how close minded a lot of agents are. Yeah, um, wow. but there's also some out there who are who doing incredible things and trying new things mm-hmm. and not being afraid to do it. So there's hope, but there's also just this frustration I feel with those who, well, this is how I've always done it. I don't need I don't need anything to different. I don't need to do anything different. Yeah. And um, I'll, I'll go ahead and take that the other way as well. And, you know, I'm going to pull an out and brown here. You know, that's another episode <laughs> is that a lot of agents or even startup agents or new agents are completely trying something that is off the reservation. They're yep. trying something that is bonkers wrong, you know, wild. I, I almost use the word wrong because that was a Freudian slip because <laughs> some of that stuff is like bonkers wrong. You know, that's not how that works. Yeah. Um, you, you know, you want to, the, there, there's a point where personal relationships need to, you need to understand the, where the market is. And, you know, my only preview to that would be, Person, you know, yes, you can go. I remember I talked about how I sat down next to someone at a at Snappy Salads, mm-hmm. and they were having, you know, it was an insurance agent, like you know, passing papers across the table, talking about their policy. Yeah. Well, that's grand, you know, if if this is a you know ten hundred thousand dollar account for you, but if it's someone's auto and home policy, you could probably do that over the phone. And I bet you today's consumer is actually quite happy for that. Yeah. I appreciate the salad, but <laughs> just just give me my quote, give me my policy. Correct. So, wow, I I I, I love the the correlation between the the travel industry and the insurance industry, and you know the the insurance and travel agents have become the experts. You know they've they've become the niche experts that they have their little realms and mm-hmm. all of that. Because you know, did you call just any other any old travel agency, or did you find it one that specialized in where you're going? I don't know if you've short shared where you're going, so I'm keeping that quiet. <laughs> I'll share. It's not a problem. We're going to Germany uh-huh. for Oktoberfest. Drunk. 
Is um you know they didn't know about travel to Germany, but they had connections. Yeah, who did, and then that's what made. That's exactly what we're talking about here. I mean, you saw it in action. Mm-hmm. And and you know we did go to lunch. <laughs> <laughs> was it a nice lunch? Uh, it was the um, it was Paleo's. I think it was Paleo's. Okay, all right. Never mind. It's just pizza. Yeah. Place. Yeah. Usually why well, I'm not I don't go to pizza places because of the because <laughs> the, the the always on, you know, half halfway into the keto diet, half halfway into the Girl Scout cookie diet. <laughs> <laughs> That's a thing this year. It is. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have a lot of cookies this year. But um yeah. So I wa- also wanted to mention I tweeted something yesterday. Yesterday. Uh or earlier this week about a conversation I had with my oldest. Uh-huh. I don't know if you saw it. Oh, that was early. That was that was like uh, Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, my my days yeah. this week are totally messed up. Yes. But um, she was. We were talking about Martin Luther King, mm-hmm. and she was like, "He has a really long name." I was like, "Doctor Martin Luther King Jr." <laughs> and you spell out Jr. It's even longer. <laughs> and I, I explained to her. I was, I was like, "Well, it's like using your full name, right?" Mm-hmm. I said, "Only you know he also has the title of doctor because he went to school and studied and became a doctor." And I was like, you know, people do that when you go to school, you become a doctor. I said, but you have to study to be a doctor. Our mommy didn't study to be a doctor. She goes, what did you study to be? <laughs> what did you study in school to be a mom? And I was like, no, I didn't study to be a mom. <laughs> I studied marketing. And she was like, okay, well, what's marketing? I was like, okay, how do I explain marketing to my six-year-old? And I basically ended on, I help people know about what my company does. Uh-huh. And she goes, well, what does your company do? I was like, oh, this is. <laughs> this, uh, so this is your, your young Columbo? Oh, one more thing, sir. <laughs> but it was, it was an interesting exercise of how do I explain to my six-year-old what we do at ITC mm-hmm. in terms that she would be able to understand. Did you insure her big wheel? <laughs> <laughs> no. If and- daddy runs over your big wheel, insurance will buy you a comparable big wheel. <laughs> Lucky for me, she stopped at that because I was worried she was going to ask me, what is insurance? And I was like, I don't know how to explain that to my six-year-old. You know, people need to – everybody – there's there's a lot of people out there that, that look at insurance as like this magic will cover all. Like it's it's almost looked at halfway into the fraud bucket. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, if, if, if I reckon I got insurance, no big deal. It's like people don't think about – you you have insurance for a reason, and it's one thing you don't want to use. Yeah, but I think uh, kids and and people need to better understand that. But anyway, so dear listeners, sorry for our absence the last couple of weeks. Hashtag day jobs. <laughs> but what did you think about travel agents and insurance agents? Do you think it's going the same way? Do you think maybe we're a little bit headed in the right direction with our thoughts on consolidation, but not fully 
going down the rabbit hole the travel agents did. Hit us up on Twitter. I am Becky L. Schroeder. Laird is L. Rick Ford. You can tweet using the hashtag insurance happy hour. And uh, LinkedIn. LinkedIn as well. That yeah, is you, true. You, you can use the uh, hashtags. And uh, I'll, I'll try to be a little bit more friendly. I've, I've been I've been taking a little bit of a high a you social. You've been high a little ease. quiet on social. Yes. Yes. I just no one cares. That's not true. <laughs> that is not true. No one loves me. That you. The, Come on now. That that might be more true. <laughs> you, you're, you were like you're like okay, that's not true. That's not true. Oh shit, that's true. <laughs> comment on that uh it's fun being the jerk at work this week is that, it that was my job is i was the jerk at work yeah this week. you were Every, everybody it was getting a little bit of uh, my love this week <laughs> is that what we're calling it yeah i don't know if i use those words uh you can also subscribe if you have not already in your favorite podcast app so. or not just listen to us on the web. No, please just better subscribe. stat. I, I can track your stats better if you listen on the web. <laughs> subscribe so you don't miss an episode because apparently we're not really good at it this season of <laughs> on top of recording. You know what? We're better than a lot of people out there though. Is that there's a lot of inconsistency, and then you also have people that record all their episodes in like a week. Yeah, and then just just marshal them out and all that. That's. I don't know. Some of my favorites are really good about putting out episodes every week, but you know that is their full time job. Well, that's their full time so. job. You know, got a got a life. <laughs> you know, this is not our full time job. I if if we sat around and like you know researched articles and went through it, I, I, we could do this daily. Yeah, it just it would not pay the bills. No. <laughs> I, I think uh, my boss might have a problem with that. No. <laughs> We need sponsorships. <laughs> My liquor budget is getting quiet. <laughs> Still looking at Frito-Lay. Well. And those jalapeno Fritos. Man, they're good. All right. Well, uh, it's been a good episode, and as always. Thanks for listening. I did. You know, Does that, that mean we're going to go live? We're going to have guests. Yes. That can dial in. Ooh, are we going to like tweet the phone number and say, call insurance happy hour with your questions? Oh, Just man. see if anybody like actually calls us. <laughs> Get a burner number. And so, all right, we are recording on this time. Dial in. <laughs> have, a call, have a call in show. <laughs> It'll be silent. Just you and I sitting here waiting for the phone to ring. <laughs> Start, we, we start. We said we start doing prank calls to insurance agents. <laughs> I need insurance for my transformer. Should I get car insurance or life insurance? <laughs>
Becky wins. <laughs>